thank you for joining us as we study God's Word. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, now as we open up your Word, we ask that you open up our hearts. Help us to hear from you. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What we have to understand is that the enemy of our soul, the devil, is always trying to distract us from what God has for us. See, we have a loving Father, a loving Father, which is God, who wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. But the devil is always trying to distract us from our goal. And so today I want to speak on a very simple message entitled, Don't allow the enemy to distract you. Don't allow the enemy to distract you. And I want to look at a passage of scripture found in Mark, Mark chapter 1, Mark chapter 1, and I want to look at Mark chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 21 to 25. Mark chapter 1, verses 21 to 25. And the word of God reads, and they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. I like this passage of scripture because in this passage of scripture, we see five points, five points about uh, how the enemy will always try to distract us. And the very first point is found in verse number 23 of Mark chapter 1, where it says, And there were in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. Now, this is very key uh, because this is where many of us, we fall by the wayside. Here it is. Jesus is now teaching and preaching to the masses. He's uh, speaking words of life to his people. And now as Jesus is in the synagogue, Jesus is in church. I want you to understand that Jesus is in church. There is a man with an unclean spirit in church. Now, again, this is where many of us, we fall by the wayside because some of us, we think that sometimes churches are supposed to be a place where only holy and religious people go to. Only people who have it all together have their name on the church roll. But what we see in this text is that sometimes devils come to church. Sometimes what you have to understand, devils have their name on the church roll. And even right now, maybe I'm talking to somebody who you've been discouraged by a so-called church member, someone who has their name on the church roll, someone who holds church position, and maybe they've said something to you or done something to you or talked about you behind your back and now you're hurt by what has been done to you, and you, you're thinking about even maybe leaving the church. But what you have to understand is that the devil comes to church also. 
And just because you have certain people who don't necessarily live right, who come to church or call themselves so-called church members, you should never allow people to distract you from seeing Jesus. And I'm going to say that one more time. You should never allow people to distract you from seeing Jesus. And even right now, during our social political climate, uh, where uh, we see the mistreatment of black and brown people, maybe you may see so-called Christians who are talking down uh, about this movement, the Black Lives Movement. Maybe you're seeing individuals who are telling you that there are no social political problems uh, in the world. And these are so-called church members. And just because uh, they come to church or they have their name on the church roll doesn't necessarily mean they're connected to Christ. But the key to it all is do not allow the enemy to distract you from seeing Jesus. There are always going to be so-called Christians. There are always going to be so-called uh, men and women of God, but you should never allow that to stop you from your focus and God's mission that he has for you, and that's having a relationship with him. See, what, what's interesting is there are always going to be fake people in every walk of life. There are always going to be hypocrites. There are always going to be bad people in this world. And just because they're hypocrites at your job and bad people at your job, that doesn't stop you from going to work. You don't quit your job because they're hypocrites at your job. Uh, they're, they're hypocrites and bad people at your school. You don't stop going to school just because they're people who may talk about you or mistreat you. They're, they're hypocrites and bad people who go to the grocery store. That doesn't stop you from going to the grocery store or going to uh, the mall or, or going to any type of store to get what you need. No, you have a mission, you have a focus, and you don't allow people to stop you from your focus. And, and, and this is very key. There will always be devils who come to church and have their name on the church roll, but don't allow them to stop you from your mission. But I love what the text goes on to say, because in verse number 23 of this verse, what it says is that not only was there a man with an unclean spirit who had uh, the devil inside of him, but this man, he cries out. He cries out. In other words, he begins to distract the people in the church. And what you have to understand is that when you try to walk, work for the Lord, and when you try to be connected to God, guess what? The enemy will always have some type of distraction. And right now, maybe there are trials that are hitting your life. Maybe you're going through a storm. Maybe there's adversity. Maybe there's calamity. And guess what you have to understand? That's just the enemy. That's the enemy trying to distract you from the mission and the purpose that God has for your life. There's always going to be things crying out for your attention, but you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus. One preacher said it best that if you ever doubt the existence of the devil, just try to work for the Lord and you will always see that devil uh, raising his ugly head. And, and, and what I'm trying to say to you again, there are going to be distractions when you try to do what's right. When you try to live for the Lord, there's always going to be things crying out to get your attention. But you have to focus on the Lord. But I love what the text goes on to say 
because the text goes on to say in verse 24, it says, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? And so what's, what's very interesting, we see an interesting mandate. Leave us alone. Leave us alone, Jesus. And so often in this world, this is a message that we hear all the time. We hear this from the world. Leave us alone. We don't want to have nothing to do with Jesus. We hear this from atheists. Uh, we hear this from the courts. We hear this even from so-called Christians. And sometimes even you may even hear this from your own self. That when God calls you to do something or live a certain type of way, sometimes you even say out to the Lord, leave me alone, God. You can have a dominion and rule over this area of my life, but, but I don't want you to have rule and dominion over this area of my life. And what you have to understand that if you want to be the person who God has called you and designed you to be, you have to say yes completely to him. You can't say leave me alone. This is what we sometimes say to Jesus. This is what the world says to Jesus. This is what our, 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 our custom and, and our culture loves to say to the Lord. But we have to say yes to Jesus. But I love what the text goes on to say, because the text goes on to say in verse number 24, um, art thou come to destroy us? And, and this is a backhanded accusation. And, and so often the world, the devil will try to get you to believe the lie that all the Lord wants to do is to destroy us. All the Lord wants to do is to punish us. I like what one author, Joe Cruz, he says it best, uh, that, that the devil tries to get us to view God as some state trooper who uh, loves to hide behind a billboard with uh, the little radar gun and, and loves to get out, give out tickets and, and punish people. That's what the devil tries to get us to believe, that, that the, devil, the devil wants us to think that God is not a God of love, but a God who loves to punish. And that's a lie from the enemy because that is not how God is. Jesus is not a God who wants to punish us, but he wants to save us. God loves us so much that he gave heaven's best just to die for you and for me. And, and I love what the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 33 and verse 11. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 11, the Bible says that, that, that God declares to us, I take no pleasure and the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn from their evil ways and live. And so what we have to understand is that this is not what, what God is about. God is not simply about trying to punish us and, and enjoying punishing us. He wants to live eternally with us. We are his children and he'll do whatever it takes to save us. And so in the text, we see that this man with an unclean spirit, he made this backhanded comment to Jesus that, that you've come to destroy us, but that's not what Jesus has come to do. Jesus has come to save everybody. Red, yellow, black, and white, all are precious in his sight. But then the thing that I love, finally, the last point that I love is found in verse number 25. Verse number 25, and the word of God reads, and Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. Hold thy peace and come out of him. And in verse number 25, we see 
that it's only God who has the power to fix us. Uh, some of you, you may be discouraged by what you see sometimes in the church. Sometimes you may be discouraged by what you see in the world. And what you have to understand, the church is God's church. Uh, people are God's people. And he is responsible for changing hearts. He's responsible for fixing his house. He's responsible for even fixing your heart. And so don't ever get discouraged by the distractions you see in church members, the distractions you see in the world, the distractions you even see from your own life. You have to call on Jesus because it's Jesus who is able to fix that man who had a problem and it's Jesus who has the power to fix your problem and to fix your heart. And so my prayer for all of us today is that we lean, trust, and depend on God. Uh, yes, it seems like this world is spiraling out of control. Yes, it, it may get discouraging by, by what we see with this pandemic and, and thousands upon thousands of people being infected uh, by coronavirus. But what you have to understand is that God has everything under control. And God can say to the world, God can say to your problems, God can say to your enemies, hold your peace. And guess what? Those problems and those evilness will be able to come out of whatever situation you're going through. So put him first. Have faith in God and he will get you through whatever you're going through. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, just please be with us. Help us to be the people you've called us and designed us to be. Help us to understand the season and the time that we are living in, that we are wrestling against principalities. We're wrestling against powers. We're wrestling against the evilness of the enemy. And so help us to put you first because we can't fight this battle on our own. Help us, Lord, not to get distracted but help us to focus our attention on you. This we pray, Jesus' name, amen. And so we want to remind you to be faithful in your tasks and your responsibilities that God has required of you to do, that you stand for right, that you speak up against wrong, and that you uh, remember to support God's house. And so there's different ways that you can support the work uh, we want to encourage you to return a faithful tithe and offering. And at the Daughter of Zion Church, there are different ways that you can return your offering and tithe to the Lord. Uh, you can, of course, go to our website and you can return there and click on our giving tab. Uh, you can even return your tithe and offering through the cash app. You can return your tithe and offering by mailing it in. But please, let us be faithful. Please, let's hold on to the Lord. And please, let's not get distracted. God bless you. God bless you.